The advice and informational content does not necessarily represent the views of Mother's Market and Kitchen. Mother's recommends consulting your health professional for your personal medical condition. Hello, I'm Kimberly King, and welcome to the Mother's Market Podcast, a show dedicated to the truth, beauty, and goodness of the human condition. On today's show, as we look forward to the future, we all need to be more mindful of the world we want to leave behind for our children and grandchildren. One way to keep the earth cleaner is to eliminate some of the waste we create, and some people have even become zero-waste families. Learn all about how you can get rid of some of your trash and help sustain our world for future generations. And later we'll tell you what's going on around town. But first up, Frederica Siren is an environmental activist and writer. In 2016, she founded the website ZeroWasteFamily.com, where she shared her family's journey of living zero waste. She lives in San Diego, California with her husband, James, and their children, Bella, Noah, and Liam. Frederica and her family were recently featured in the documentary Zero Time to Waste, as well as the author of Zero Waste for Families. And we welcome them to the Mother's Market Podcast. Thanks for being here. Thank you. Thank you. So first of all, can you fill our audience a little bit in on the mission and the work before we get to today's show topic? Yes. So we are a zero waste family, which means that we live as sustainable and minimal and kind to the planet as possible. We do not produce any waste if possible. And uh, we became zero waste family in 2016 when my husband decided that we're going to go zero waste. Um, and our children at that time, that time was uh, eight, three, and two, I think. So uh, my little ones, obviously, they don't know any different. So today we're talking about organic cleaning products. And so uh, I think, think going back, what is zero waste? And I want to also point out the fact that you'll hear a little accent, which is beautiful. Frederica, you're from Sweden, so we can talk a little bit about that too. But what is zero waste? So zero waste just means that you try to live as kind to the planet as possible and that you are taking uh, progressive steps to reduce your amount of waste. And so uh, where did you learn about zero waste? Was this from your homeland or is this in Sweden or how did this become zero waste here? Well, definitely. Coming from Sweden, Sweden is considered to be a very green country and not just because of the trees and bushes and the grass, but also because... Uh, Sweden tend to take extra steps to be as sustainable as possible. We are having really great recycling programs, uh, a lot of public transportation, a lot of people are, are transporting themselves by bike or walking. So definitely I have that with me, but in uh, 2006, when I became a mom for the first time, I became much more interested and interested in uh, living more waste-free and without chemicals and things like that. I'm bringing James in here yep. now, and when you began the zero waste movement, was this natural for you? How did you jump on board? I have to admit, I came along on this journey rather reluctantly. I think I had a lot of the same misconceptions that many people have about going zero waste, which is one, it's going to be a lot of hard work, and I didn't feel like I had a lot of time to take on something more, and that it's going to cost a lot of money. And Frederica was always pushing us to do, to have challenges, to try to make changes and reduce uh, the things that we were doing. And I started realizing that this wasn't costing us money at all. In fact, this was actually saving us money. And slowly but surely, I really embraced this journey. Um, and as I went all into it, I realized that this wasn't really as hard as I thought it was. Uh, you just need to kind of change your mindset and start to kind of jump into it. Well, I think that's fascinating. And just 
for the audience's sake, so what did you do when you were working full-time before you became the Zero Waste family? So I work uh, as a software product manager. So I work in the high-tech industry and obviously a very demanding job and very busy. Um, and so I was reluctant to embrace this journey. Um, but one of the first things we, I did when we really, when I kind of dove into this was I took the trash can out of the kitchen and moved it to the other end of the house. And it was kind of transformational for me and I think the kids as well because it started, it forced us as we walked to the other side of the house to throw every piece of trash away to think like, what is this thing? Why are we bringing it into our life? And it allowed us to really question like, how could we do this differently? And that really kind of moved us along on that journey of kind of continuing to take trash out of our lives. And actually this leads to my next question is, um, you. You, have, you started when the kids were really young. I think the youngest was two, I think. So why is it so important to teach our kids about zero waste living? Well, it's really important to teach kids about zero waste living, I believe. It is because climate change is something that is out there every day. Like compared to when I started this journey in 2006, uh, climate change was something that we didn't talk about very much. But it is in the media, it's everywhere. Kids hear about it everywhere. And I think it can be really scary for kids. Uh, and the best way that you can help them get over that fear, it is to show them that you're doing something. And that is what we're doing. Every day we are showing our kids that we are doing everything we can to, uh, to reduce the impact on the environment and to fight climate change. Um, and that's going to help them. So can you give me some examples of how you work with your kids and you, you're, you've taught them from such a, an early age, but how are they living zero waste as kids? And Perhaps they're teaching other kids. Yeah, it's actually kind of funny because our little boys, uh, because they were so young when this happened, they, I don't think that they are aware that other people actually have trash cans. That, that is something, <laughs> it's a foreign concept a for concept, them. I know. I know. And, and actually, our really young one, he's now um, seven, but I remember that three, two years ago, he came home with a paper towel thinking it was a treasure map because he'd never seen a paper towel. A treasure map, how funny. <laughs> exactly. So our daughter, though, she was, because she was old enough that she remembers, and I think that there were times when she thought that this was really, really difficult, and I know that like in our movie she talks about how unfair it was people have trash cans why can't we have one um, but I think that she has come to really embrace this and our daughter especially now she's 13 and she's like a teenager all her friends they're like drowning in belongings our daughter is very proudly a minimalist and loves thrift shopping and being being her own and she's teaching her friends that it's okay to be different and it's okay to do this and she is every day showing kids that recycling is the way to do it and avoid plastic. And she would tell them, and sometimes they don't want to hear it, and sometimes <laughs> they're actually interested in what she's saying. And I'd also say that as a family, especially our kids, love the ocean. Mm. And when you go to the beach, you do see lots of plastic. They participate uh -huh. in beach cleanups. And when we think about, you know, when we teach them that, hey, we're not bringing plastic into our lives, we're making different choices so that that plastic doesn't end up in the landfill, doesn't accidentally end up uh, in the ocean, uh, with with the sea creatures, it actually does just make them feel like they're playing a role. Hmm. That's great to get them involved. And as we mentioned earlier, I mean, they see you doing that, and so you know they're falling in line here. What does your house look like? Well, I think our house looks like a normal kind of house, but I'm sure that if someone else comes into our house, it is probably looks um, pretty minimal. Okay. Uh, our kids do not tend to have as many belongings, and we we don't either. Uh, and that's just by choice. Um, 
And, but it is, we, I know people come in and, and they ask us, where's the trash can? I have a lot of gum. And we're like, hmm, yeah, we don't have a trash can. So would you <laughs> mind taking that with you when you go? I, we like, we, we don't shame people for coming to our house and bringing uh, waste. We just kindly ask them to take it with them as they go. <laughs> um, but yeah, we don't have, like you said, we don't have trash can. We have compost. Uh, and um, we are, we are like super uh, recyclers, I would say. So I, I think if you come in our house, um, it will be a lot less belongings, mm -hmm. uh, smell a little bit more like essential oils than uh, the cleaning supplies would be my guess. <laughs> yeah, I want to talk to you about that. I just, um, before I asked you about the chemicals and the cleaning supplies, tell me about your garden. And you said you compost as well. That's right. So we live on a standard city lot, standard city lot in San Diego, uh, which is about 7,500 square feet. And we um, raise, we grow food in the front, back, and side of the house. Um, we, uh, it's something we enjoy, but we also know that so many chemicals have gotten into our food supply um, that we um, really enjoy being able to nurture our kids uh, through our cooking and through the meals and bring food right in from the back garden. And because we garden, we actually do a lot of coast composting. About 25% of any household trash is actually food scraps. And we don't have a composting program in San Diego, curbside composting like some cities do in this country. And so one of the easiest ways to get about a quarter of your trash out of the can is to do com composting. Whether you have a small garden or a larger one like we do, composting is a great way to give back to the earth and to get a lot of trash out of the landfill. That's fantastic. And yeah, I, and I know you teach classes on that as well. So, um, and it's in your movie. Um, and you have chickens, right? Do you also have we do. Those are we. Uh, Frederica affectionately refers to them as the cutest composters around. <laughs> uh, they Most get demanding. they get a lot of the food scraps as well, and they give us back uh, eggs and uh, compost that uh, you know fertilizer that helps fertilizer, that helps right? uh, our garden grow. That's wonderful. Um, let, how would a family start eliminating waste when they've never done it before? I think that if you want to start eliminating waste as a family, you have to take it one step at a time. No one can go zero waste over, overnight. I mean, it took me 13 years to get here. Um, I think uh, I will. I think James will suggest that start composting because, well, he's a, the king of compost, uh, and I think that is an easy way to remove a lot of waste. Obviously, I would say that start to remove plastic from your home. Now, saying that. Uh, it's almost impossible to go completely plastic-free. But, you know, start to replace, not throw out everything in one day, but replace your water bottles or with a reusable water bottle. Bring your own cup to Starbucks to um, trade out your paper towels to a cloth uh, paper towel. That's like really easy first steps, I would say. That's right. And when we actually started really focusing on this, we created a separate trash and recycling bin for everything that came out of the kitchen. And we found that the vast majority of what we were producing came from the kitchen. And so buying in bulk is another great way to remove plastic uh, from your consumption as well as reduce trash overall. Uh, you, I saw this and I love that you have these uh, zero waste family kits that you put in the car for when you go shopping. So talk about that a little bit. Yeah, so we, I think, one challenge with uh, living zero waste is that you get caught unprepared, mm -hmm. right? You get at the store or you're out and you want to get a coffee. Um, and um, all, all of these things, you know, the way our modern society has evolved, everybody is putting things in plastic cups or disposable cups. 
um, or disposable packaging. And so as a way to be prepared for that, we have a kit in the car that we carry with us at all time that has coffee cups. Um, it has um, some metal containers so that if we are at a restaurant and want to take something home to go, we can just pop out to the car, bring in the metal container and use that as our doggy bag. Um, and it also contains um, uh, cloth bags and things like that so that if we end up at the grocery store um, and we need to get something quick, we've got the cloth bag. With grocery shopping, it did require a bit of a mindset shift. I think a lot of people pop into grocery stores multiple times for, per week. And one of the ways that really helped us to go zero waste is to do a lot more food planning. So we really try to go grocery shopping once every week or two. And when we do, we really do bring our containers and bags and really um, you know, buy things in bulk and not in packaging. And uh, farmer's markets too. You get fresh foods and Right, is that correct? Yes. If you're so, not getting it out of your garden, right? Yeah, so whatever we don't grow, we buy at the farmer's market. With this, this point, is mostly berries and, and apples and fruit because our fruit trees are just not growing, uh, not producing enough at this time for five people. Mm. But what it would, I like the farmer's market because it is locally grown. You get to know uh, your supplier and you actually, I always say that if they invite you to, your, to their farm, you know they're okay because there's nothing to hide. That's a good point. I like that. <laughs> exactly. So, but also it ha doesn't have stickers on, which they have in, in stores, all the food. And um, I can buy it um, package free, which is most important. That's great. And for us, it's just another example of a mindset shift that we went through when we went zero waste, which is some people will say, oh, I don't want to go shopping in two different places, right? I don't want to go to the farmer's market end of the store. For us, we really made it a family thing. On Sundays, we go to the farmer's market and we get the kids a special treat, whether it's a croissant or something, and so that they really look forward to it. And we actually make it about family time as opposed to a chore. I love that too. It is very family friendly. And I think, um, I think just the overall concept, everything you're doing, your art supplies. Um, talk about that with the crafting looks like with the kids. Yeah, so because um, our kids tend to spend a lot of time doing arts and crafts or being outside in the garden. So uh, obviously I do buy art supply for my kids, but I do tend to buy them with their chemical free um, and package free as much as possible. And we also make our own art supply for the kids. Obviously I buy paper for them to paint on because I don't know how to make paper, not yet at least. <laughs> I was gonna uh, say, with your personality, you'll figure that one out. Exactly, I, I'm hoping, fingers crossed. But I do buy, uh, so I do buy uh, paper and I do buy it um, pre-recycled uh, yeah. paper. And, um, but I also make like Play-Doh, salt dough for the kids. Uh, we do something called uh, colored um, Epsom salt that they, uh, different colors that they mix and make into different shapes and stuff like that. My kids just absolutely love that one. Mm. And even our homemade uh, sidewalk uh, paint that they can go out and paint with, so. That's great. So we know where to go to see all the crafts. Um, and we have to take a quick break, but when we come back, we're going to be talking about the chemicals and, and staying organic there. So uh, stay with us. We'll be right back. Looking for healthier snack options? Mother's Market sources organic and non-GMO small batch, high quality, great tasting nuts, dried fruits, snacks, and candy. The goal? To provide you the highest in quality snacks while also offering high nutritional value. Fan favorites include non-GMO peanut butter pretzel bites, organic dried mango slices, and organic dark chocolate peanut clusters. Stop into your local Mother's Market today to explore all the varieties and pick some up to try for yourself. Let's talk menstruation, perimenopause, menopause, and postmenopause. 
these shouldn't be taboo topics. They're the normal life phases we move through as women. And Solaray delivers support every step of the way with her life stages. The first of its kind comprehensive new supplement line offers doctor formulated solutions at each stage with clinically backed ingredients you can count on. Own the stage. Buy Solaray at Mother's Market today. Welcome back to the Mother's Market Podcast, and we want to remind you that if you missed any portion of today's show, you can find us on iTunes by searching Mother's Market or download the show from our website, mothersmarket.com. Click the link for podcast and listen to past shows, plus download our healthy recipes and money savings coupons, all available at mothersmarket.com. And now back to our interview with Frederica Siren and James Harker, and we're talking about organic cleaning products living a zero waste life. And I'm going to just go back a, a second because as we were discussing this, composting like we all do it. We don't all do this. So tell me, what is composting and how do we start? Well, let me just start by saying why it's so important. Most people think that when they throw food in the trash can that it will naturally compost in the landfill. That actually turns out not to be the case. <laughs> the environment in a landfill actually uh, food turns into methane gas, which is one of the worst greenhouse gases that we have. So you're actually, uh, it's a big problem putting food into the trash. And so how do you get started on composting? There are several different ways to compost, but I would say the easiest way for um, anybody to get started is a system called Bokashi composting. And the reason that it's so easy is because you can basically compost anything. If you eat uh, even meat and bones, as well as citrus, um, you can actually put into a Bokashi composting. And, you, and the way that it works is you have a, a basically um, a sealed container where you basically put a layer of food in there and then put um, about a quarter inch of bran into that. And you press it down and you create layers of food and bran until the container is full. Mm. And then you basically let it sit for two or three weeks and it goes through pre-composting. And then after about two or three weeks, you basically bury that in the garden and it still looks like food when you bury it. In fact, the first time I did this, I said, no, this is never going to work. It still <laughs> looks like food. And about three weeks later, I dug into that area, and pretty much it was all had turned mixed into the soil. Really? And so I think that's one of the easiest ways for somebody to learn to compost. There are other systems, like with worms and things like that, but they, they are a little bit more finicky. Oh, thank you for explaining all of that. And so your kids have grown up with composting, so that's just second nature for them. Um, so now shifting, I want to talk about uh, reducing chemical exposure and, and what are your tips? How do we do this? And I mean, everywhere we turn around, we find chemicals. So you have to know about the chemicals. Let's talk a little bit about that. So, yeah, it's really, really sad uh, fact that we are exposed to chemicals every day in our lives. And some of them we can't avoid, but some of them we can avoid. And zero waste lifestyle is actually a, a great way to avoid a lot of them because the most common um, chemicals are found in our, our beauty and skin products. Mm -hmm. It's like, uh, and it's uh, found in children's toys children's sleepwear, believe it or not, which is really scary, yeah. uh, in our food that we eat with pesticides, and then, of course, in plastic containers or anything plastic that touch our food and touch our, our mouths. So the first way that I would say, like, it's really easy is to, like, you know, get rid of your plastic toothbrushes. I mean, there's so many toothbrushes that go to the landfill and they will stay there forever. We will be gone and those toothbrushes will still be there. Mm. 
And if you think about how often you, you change out your toothbrush, hopefully, <laughs> uh, you can imagine how many toothbrushes in one lifetime. So we use a compostable um, uh, um, bamboo toothbrushes. Bamboo, thank you. Bamboo toothbrushes that when we're done, we can just remove the bristle and then we can throw it into the compost. Oh. Uh, and then also, it does no plastic that goes into our mouth. We're also reducing the amount of chemicals that goes into our body that way. Uh, the second thing is, like I said earlier, was to avoid as much plastic as possible. Now, food containers that you store your food in made of plastic, they will start releasing chemicals into the food as soon as it gets heated up. So if you put it in the microwave, if you put warm food in, or if even if you put it in the dishwasher machine, it will start releasing plastic. Mm. And think about also the plastic wraps and things like that. And by uh, going zero waste, obviously we do not use plastic. We don't bring plastic into our house unless it is you know, something we didn't plan on. So all our food is, is um, packed in, we store it in stainless steel containers, so that doesn't contain any plastic at all. And glass containers. And glass containers, yeah. yes, exactly. Uh, and the mason jars, we found mason jars to be a very good uh, way of storing food uh, in a cheap way. Mm -hmm. uh, and then, of course, I do try to avoid as much chemicals in children's arts and crafts because that is uh, it's a scary place uh, if you buy normal, regular uh, art supply for children, they contain a lot of chemicals. And, and uh, so uh, one way I do is, again, to make my own or to favor the ones that are chemical-free and toxic-free. But also kids' toys, because kids' toys tend to um, be plastic because they're durable, but it's also it's plastic. And imagine the children putting that in their mouths. Oh, I can imagine. I, I'm going back to um, the arts and crafts. Mm -hmm. I think you had a story about bringing crayons to restaurants if you're out and about. Talk, talk about that a little bit. Well, it is a popular thing when you go to a restaurant with kids. They will bring you, very kindly, uh, something for the kids to draw on and some crayons, which is really nice. But most of these crayons are disposable. So when, when we leave the restaurant, I don't take those crayons with me, and they will throw them out. And those crayons become, they are actually very toxic when they go into landfill. So instead, we bring our own little arts and craft bag that we always have with us in the car or anywhere we go that has all kinds of, of fun arts and crafts that is obviously non-toxic and reusable, and they can entertain themselves in the restaurants with that. So I'm seeing the theme about becoming zero waste, and it's really about planning ahead. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's probably the headline right there. But at the same time, obviously making a difference in our planet. Um, so uh, back to chemicals. So, you know, you mentioned in pajamas or, or in clothing for, for kids. I mean, that's crazy. I, we just don't think about where else do you see chemicals. I automatically think we're cleaning products and we bleach and whatever, but you're thinking way outside. You already know where these, to spot these chemicals. Yeah. And we are making, you know, it, we're making some improvements in California. I mean, when one of the things that was so surprising to me when my daughter was young was that um, we have fire retardant chemicals mm -hmm. in our couches and, uh, and, and kids' clothes, and oftentimes mat you know, uh, mattresses and other kids' furniture. And those are just, um, there's a lot of chemicals that kids are touching these things all the time and absor slowly absorbing these things over the days, weeks, and months that they spend on couches and with these products. Thankfully, we are starting to phase some of these out. In California, Finally, just this year, I think it's gone into effect, uh, AB 2928, I believe, that really has removed, required all of the fire retardant materials to be removed from couches uh, and other things that touch, uh, that, that kids are frequently around. But how many of us still have those couches at home? I mean, this just is a very recent thing. 
And, and so it's good to think about how chemicals can be all around us, whether they're in carpets or couches or pajamas in non-obvious places. And they're just exposed to these often. Which, um, thank you for dispelling or, or helping us find, find these chemicals. Um, going back, because you talked a little bit about those bamboo toothbrushes. First of all, I don't know where you're getting those, so I want to ask you where would we find those. But being a zero-waste family, how do we eliminate the plastic of the actual toothbrush? And um, what are some other regular everyday items that can be replaced? Yeah. So some companies are starting to get even more innovative with toothbrushes. So a Swedish company that we really like uh, called Humble Company uh, has... Um, tooth bristles that are actually totally um, disposable, sorry, uh, compostable as well. And you can even screw the top of the toothbrush off so you don't actually have to compost the handle very frequently. You can use that handle over many years and just screw off the, the top. Bristle. So companies are starting to take more responsibility. Um, it's great to see that sometimes governments need to step in and mandate these things. And other times it's choices, I think, um, you know, as we go zero waste, we're voting with our pocketbook mm -hmm. around the products that we are and are not buying. And slowly, if enough of us are doing that, companies will pay attention to this and, and also start to support getting these toxic chemicals out of the products that we're using. It's smarter. We're being smarter thanks to you for educating all of us. But again, in the pocketbook, and you mentioned how much money you save by going zero waste. Um, just any statistics on there? Oh, I'm sorry. Let me ask this again. Um, so what, are there other regular everyday products that are replaceable for non-plastic? Well, I would say like Ashley Household Cleaners is like a great one because they all come in plastic and they are in generally filled with a lot of chemicals that uh, the, your family will inhale and breathe in. They will ingest it or children, you know, sometimes they crawl around on the floor and then they put their fingers in their mouth and they will eat it that way, uh, which is not really good. So I actually found that when we went zero waste, I went through first to buy all these, what I thought was green products. And then I realized that was just greenwashing. So instead, I realized that I can actually clean the whole house with just baking soda, uh, distilled vinegar, uh, and uh, essential oils. And that is completely safe for my kids. Even if they would get into it and, and drink it, they wouldn't get, uh, they, I wouldn't have to take them to the hospital. And that's, I mean, it saves a lot of money and also like reduce, I don't buy anything in plastic because all of those come in either uh, cardboard or I can refill them. And Co oh. company, companies have spent hundreds of millions of dollars convincing us that we need all sorts of different cleaning products. One cleaning product for the bathroom, one cleaning product for the counters, another one for the floors. Whereas in reality, it's really not true at all. Actually, with a few simple ingredients that Frederica just mentioned, you can, you can clean just about any surface in your house and you can do it in a safe way that you don't have to worry about if you've got a baby crawling around, that they're gonna, that they're gonna um, get sick from that. And that's sort of what you can adopt just going forward. What if, if you didn't have a baby, but maybe you're looking for that skull and crossbones there on their packaging for a poison. That's not zero waste, is it? No, no, it's <laughs> that's not. That's not going <laughs> chemical free. Um, and so moving on, it's, so say I'm packing a lunch for my kids, and I, what is a, a zero waste way to pack a sandwich, for instance, or other snack foods? So yeah, I pack my kids uh, lunch every day and usually I will send my children with a warm lunch which is leftovers from yesterday's dinner. And I will serve it, I will send it either in a um, uh, thermos, thermos um, yes, and with a, a, a bamboo spoon 
or I will send them a sandwich wrapped in a beeswax instead of plastic or a sandwich bag that I invested in. And I like, actually we have sandwich bags that we have had since our daughter was uh, three years old and started preschool and they're still going strong. Uh, so imagine how much plastic we actually saved ourselves. Um, and we can send sometimes cold food like salads and things like that. And we send those in some bento boxes that are reusable. Mm, okay, that gives That's me. That's right. And I don't think we've bought paper towels in over 10 years. So we have cloth paper towels wow. at home that we send with school. Uh, we send them to school and we use at home. And when they, uh, after you use them, we just throw them in with the rest of our laundry uh, and they get washed up. Um, leads me to when you first started and your kids were really young wearing diapers. What did that look like with uh, going to cloth diapers? Well, our first uh, child, we actually did have disposable diapers because everyone told me that you do not have time to use cloth diapers, and I believe them. When we had our second child, our, our son, I was determined that I am not going to do this. I am going to actually do cloth diapers. So I went to a store that sold cloth diapers, and I asked them to show me how to do cloth diapers. I bought some. Brought him home, and James was, uh, she would say, less than excited about that prospect. I said, let's do cloth diapers. He said, maybe when they're awake and home. <laughs> uh, but once he realized that this was actually not more work, that actually saved us because instead of driving down to Target to buy some new, cloth, some new diapers, um, you know, quite often, I always had diapers at home. I just threw them into a bucket and then into the laundry every two days, uh, hung dry, like line drying them outside in the sun. And it was just fantastic. It saved us a lot of money. And that's when they were done. Say, yeah, that's yeah. how you got. That's how yeah. you got on board, right? Almost all of my conceptions around cloth diapers were wrong. Uh, the first one is, you know, technology has come along and made cloth diapers really easy to use. Whether they have snaps or they have Velcro, they're super easy to put on and take off these days. Um, they also aren't nearly as messy as I thought they were, because you basically do have a disposable liner, and if you know they have a mess, you basically can kind of put that in the toilet. Mm -hmm. um, and sure, it adds a couple, two or three loads of laundry a week. Uh, to do that, you know, you have enough diapers so that you can go through a couple of days. And so it did add a couple of loads of laundry a week, but the reality is anybody who has kids knows that you're kind of doing laundry all the time anyway. Right, <laughs> so right. the reality of adding a couple of loads of laundry really wasn't uh, a a as bad as I thought. That's great. Um, so moving on to, you know, how to zero waste reduce chemicals. Um, do you have any other uh, tips for us that for anyone that is starting zero waste? and reducing chemicals, something that we don't see? Well, I would say that, first of all, we don't buy any food that comes in the packaging. So there we're reducing uh, plastic touching our food and uh, plastic that we bring into the home. But also because we, we eat uh, mostly food that we grow at home or we eat organic food. And that makes a huge difference because it is a sad fact that, you know, that regular conventionally grown food in, in the U.S. today is sprayed with about, what I think it's 230 different kinds of pesticides, mm. which is pure poison. We have all seen the pictures when they're spraying and they're standing there with a, with a gas mask on. Mm. I mean, like, why would I want to eat that or feed it to my children? Right. So that is a really uh, easy way, in my opinion, to reduce um, chemicals as going zero waste. That's right. The other thing we did, talking about being prepared and creating little kits, is we actually created a, um, uh, a birthday party. Oh. that had lots of lots of cups and lots of plates and a whole bunch of cloth napkins and we put it in a box and put it in the garage and we pull it out when we have birthday parties. What amazed me is how many people came to our kids' birthdays and said, my gosh, that's so smart. You know, we're having a birthday for my kid in a couple of weeks. Do you mind if I borrow that? <laughs> totally unexpectedly, I think our birthday uh, zero waste kit has been reused dozens of times by from friends uh, and, and folks at our school 
Um, and so uh, there's there's something there as well. Yes, I think you're onto a lot of things with your kits. And then again, thinking ahead, we're in a, such a fast-paced society. But really looking at it, you slow things down a bit um, overall. I think spending time with your family and the kids and teaching them, and that just seems to be a lost art. I think that... Um, we have got we have allowed ourselves to get so busy and move so fast in life that you know we get busy and so companies say oh you're so busy let us step in and create these products to make your life more convenient of course they all come and oftentimes in plastic and whatnot mm -hmm. and so we adopt those products and it gives us a little more time in life and what do we do with that more time do more stuff so we get even busier <laughs> mm -hmm. and then companies look at us say, oh you're so busy let us step in and help you with more products the reality is slowing life down is one of those keys uh, to um, I think really what we found is we did it because we wanted to be more environmentally conscious but as we slowed down and uncomplicated our lives we started spending more times with our, more time with our kids we realized they were happier we realized we were happier so part of the key here is this again getting back to this mindset change is a little bit slowing down in life um, and I love that. And uh, so step by step, could you kind of start from the beginning of what would what would we do first? What would I do first if I'm going zero waste? So I think as Frederica said, one easy way to start is to start shopping at the farmer's market mm -hmm. because you know that food is grown locally. You're supporting local farmers. They don't come with stickers. They don't come in plastic and packaging. So I think that's one great way to start. Yeah. And I would say that I should start, like, get rid of, not to get rid of them, but stop buying uh, household cleaning products from the store and start cleaning just with like the baking soda and uh, vinegar because you would you would tell a difference. Our kids are super sensitive to smells of chemicals ever since we start cleaning the house this way. And uh, even we went to an Airbnb and uh, the kids were like freaking out because they could smell what they thought were chemicals. We knew it was tight because that's what they washed their sheets in. But for them, it is like pure poison. For us, it's like okay, well, sure. <laughs> but so that, that is an easy way, I think, like to just clean the house with with um, toxic free. Products. So, I mean, uh, completely avoiding plastic, it is everywhere. So you really have to be key in on that as a parent. What is, what is your tip for avoiding plastic? Well, I would say this is actually a big surprise to me. Once I start researching what plastic, what, what products contain plastic that was a surprise to me was actually gum. How many kids on chew gum? And I found out that it's actually made of plastic. So it every is. time they could chew on it, they get, well, anyone, get the chemicals in them. And then when they spit out the gum, that gum will be here forever. And it is it was funny because once I told my daughters, like, I'm sorry, you can't uh, chew gum anymore because of this and this. And now there are gums without uh, the plastic. You just have to research it. But I remember she went to school and a friend of her asked her, say, hey, Bella, would you like to have a piece of gum? And she's, she goes, and she's eight years old at this time. She goes, no, thank you, because there's plastic in that. And then when I chew that, I will get all these chemicals in me. <laughs> and then when I spit it out, there will be plastic. It will be here forever. And her friend looked at her with, like, crickets. <laughs> and she goes, so you don't want the gum? And I looked at Bella and said, you know, it's simple. No, thank you. It will also work. <laughs> right. Teach them while they're young, though. And I love that she's taking after her parents. She's now teaching her, her crew. So I love that. And I didn't know that about uh, the gum. So, wow, this has been really interesting. Thank you so much. And uh, you know what? Great advice. We should all start becoming zero waste. We uh, appreciate your knowledge. And we look forward to having you on again. In the meantime, you can get more information on James and Frederica. Their website is zerowastefamily.com. And we look forward to your next visit. 
If you want to learn more health information, check out Mother's in-store guest speakers at mothersmarket.com. All seminars start at 6.30, and please be sure to go online to our events page and reserve your spot. Thanks for listening to the Mother's Market podcast and for shopping at Mother's Market. The advice and informational content does not necessarily represent the views of Mother's Market and Kitchen. Mother's recommends consulting your health professional for your personal medical condition.